Do you like love? Are you a night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And please remember, love everybody. And welcome to Late Night Love, all of you lonely hearts or night owls out there. I'm Jazz Lubby's over behind the desk. Good evening. And we are here to try to find a way to put a good face on ending a relationship. That's not something that's easily talked about. No one wants to do it. But sometimes it needs to be done. There's been a couple famous cases in the news, even though I can't really find if Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are getting divorced or if they're just trying to argue over where they want to live in Hollywood or in Nashville. They seem, oh. they seem to be arguing. I, I just looked it up before and I couldn't find anything about whether they're splitting up, but I did find something just a, literally posted just an hour ago about them arguing over whether want to live, which means maybe they got back together or maybe it was, maybe uh, they're giving it another go. Yeah. I don't know. Why did you see a, a, a record article that they were splitting? an article was, yeah. Tim McGraw had dumped faith Hill. It said, oh, I wonder if it was a gossip magazine. It could have been a gossip magazine. And, Cause that would be very sad. Cause they've been together a long time and they've kind of been through a lot, but now they're empty nesters, and I suppose she wants to go back to Hollywood and have a Hollywood career, and he wants to stay in Nashville, and and so it's so that's a sore point in the relationship right now, according to what I was reading. Ah, and so I think well, that's a big one. Yeah, you're changing from one part of your life to another part of your life, and and then you've you know you don't know what to do, and then but of course then they're both famous and you know, type A personalities, but he may say, hey, you know, I've got enough. I just want to hang out in Nashville and do my thing now. And she may have been putting a movie career on hold, yeah. waiting for the children to be grown. Yeah, movie career, some kind of... TV, something. Yeah, something else. And so it's, it's a very difficult thing. You know, that kind of... But those are the kind of issues that come up in long-term relationships. You've been together for 25 years or whatever it is. You've raised your kids. You've kind of, you know, you're both already successful in your careers. Then what do you do from there? Where do you go from there? How do you move forward? And that's a perilous time for a relationship, I would it suppose. Is. Yes. I suppose it would be. I haven't, I haven't really been there. Well, especially if, if somebody was wanting to go live in Hollywood so she could pursue a... Well, that's now you're asking for a long-distance relationship. Yeah, which is why I don't think they want to do that, which is why they... Which is why they're butting heads right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, apparently, they lived in Hollywood in the 2000s or something, early 2000s, but then moved to Nashville so they could finish raising their kids, and now that their kids are raised... She wants to go back to Hollywood and he wants to stay. So, of course, 
they're rich enough where they can have two homes and they can figure out a way to split time. And I would think so. And, you know, maybe it's time for him to restart his career a little bit and go to work. So, you know, he's got a kind type of career where you can pick it up and kind of do it off as you want. He's at that stage where he can work as often or as little as he wants. He's famous enough where if he just wants to go play small venues across the country, he can go work in every, any day he wants. He doesn't have to really do it for the money. He just does it so he doesn't lose any. Maybe he's looking forward to retiring. Maybe he was, you know, do a couple concerts a year and that's it. Yeah, pay some bills and, and then relax. Yeah. Relax. You know, he's he's got money. Yeah, he's got the farm. He doesn't want to do the... He's a, he's a country boy. Doesn't want to go do the city life. Doesn't want to go do the big, you know. And she is, but that's a difficult thing, where because especially when you hit the empty nest, and now you one person wants to go on their career, and the other person wants to kind of kick back and relax, and that's a can be a difficult thing to navigate. That was weird. That can be a difficult thing to navigate. My screen was flipping out over there. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> screen was all right. It was all jumping around. I was like, what the heck was that? So it's a. I feel bad. For, I hope they work it out. I really do. Now the other two, that's been the famous is the Cardi B and, uh, oh, gosh, I I just looked it up so I wouldn't mess it up, and now I messed it up. Offset. That's a rapper named Offset. Now, I don't know what his real name is, but his his stage name is Offset. They've been together for apparently three years. They, uh -huh. have, a, they have a young daughter, child. I don't know if it's, a, I think it's a daughter, but they have a young, young child, about two years old. Uh -huh. And apparently she recently filed for divorce. Wow. Now, apparently there was some cheating issues in the in the past, which... Should probably be a real big red flag warning if you've got cheating issues before you're two years into your marriage. I'm just saying you're like not likely to have a long term successful marriage at that point. You can maybe you could understand a seven, ten year itch kind of thing and you're going through rough times or something and someone does something stupid. Maybe you can understand that. But if at Less than two years in, you're barely out of honeymoon period. Why would even a rapper? You, you know, still can't get enough of each other. Yeah, you still should probably be, you know, but she's not the most pleasant woman in the world. But it was nice to see. She originally filed trying to get full custody and everything, and then she amended it like the next day for joint and to go joint and okay. everything with okay. joint. And so you like cooler heads prevailed because she'd have a very difficult time in court. If she wants to fight over custody, she'd have a very difficult time. Is so, she that unsavory? Well, she has admitted to drugging men who are using her services so she could rob them. And of course, these are usually married men, so they're not going to report anything to the police. And so she can get away with it and she can admit it. And no one says anything. Oh, my. And then she wrote a song about how, let's see, the level of her excitement is how she got her, her wedding ring. And so, you know, my guess is it probably wasn't a very fulfilling marriage to begin with. They'd probably gone into it for whatever 
reasons they do infatuation infatuation it was there and maybe you know and here comes the baby is that love at first sight thing that love at first sight thing yeah and it bites you in the bite you in the butt when you go do a love at first sight and you don't still do the rest of the work yeah love at first sight won't doesn't get you through the daily grind it just doesn't no and so if you're not already not if you're not a decent human being and you know and they're young i don't want to be too hard on them but you know they're young and they're successful and you know and famous and that's a difficult life to begin with and trying to piece that all together and but anyway you don't wish that kind of thing on anybody and you just no, hope you and you hope that they mature enough and there's looking like at least they thought it over and decided they weren't going to put their family through it disastrous disaster acrimonious divorce uh, that's i really custody just, battle oh god i've i've lived through one of those it's absolute hell on yeah. everyone and it's the worst on the everyone. children it's, it's the worst the, on the children yes it's the worst on the children so you know hate your spouse love your children you know it's <laughs> it's fine but you've got to remember who you're actually supposed to be caring for who you're supposed to be the adult and maybe your other partner isn't isn't the adult that they should be, but you know what? That means it's the burden you've decided to carry. You've got to do the right thing for your kids. I think we've all kind of had to sit there and make decisions and say, well, it's not the way I'd prefer it, but in the long term, it's best for the kids, and so that's what we're going to do. Yes. Because ultimately, when you have children, that's the long-term goal is what's best for your kids not what's best for you anymore at least until they're gone and then you get back to the faith hill and tim mcgraw (laughs) (laughs) well but you got to give faith hill and tim mcgraw he had drug and alcohol problems and stuff early on and she stuck through it she stuck through those problems and they hang together and so they get all the way through that they accomplish their goals of raising their kids and now they're like now what you can sometimes you can work so hard to accomplish that goal that you get there and you didn't imagine past it. Right. Right. Now what do we do? Now what do we do? Or even if you did imagine past it, you can't really imagine what you're going to be like when you get there and what's, how's it going to hit you? You can pretend, you know, but you don't really think, you know, yeah. My guess is they thought they knew they thought they had it worked out and, one of them is vastly different than they figured they would be. They figured, okay, I can do it. I will find some way to deal with it. And then they get there and they can't. And so you're going to have to renegotiate. And those kinds of things in a long-term relationship is difficult, but you've got no choice. It's what you've got to do. You know, there's a... Well, you lose lose track of the larger goal. I think that can happen. Yeah, you chase life so much and you forget that you're living life. Yes, yes. You're trying to chase life and you forget to live it. You forget that it's the journey is as important as the goal because by the time you get to the goal, you're going to be a different human being. 
you kind of have a different perspective on the world. Yes. So, you know, you find out, well, I'm here, now what? Exactly. <laughs> now what do we do? I don't know. And that can be very stressful. And in a time like, you know, right now where everybody's insanely stressed anyway, based on things that are completely out of their control. They've literally got no control of it, but it's just this big stress. virus, yes. Virus and the toxic politics. Even if you don't pay attention to it, even if you kind of, you can't completely. You can't, you can't ignore it. Yeah, you can't ignore it. It's so awful. Yeah. Even if you're not participating, even if, you know, it's, even if you swear it all off, even if you turn off the TV and, and cancel the newspaper and you only check on your grandkids, you know, there's, there's no way you can't see it. It's just, it's almost impossible to not know that the, you know, you don't want to be hyperbole, but that society is uh, stressed at the moment. <laughs> Weird things are starting to happen. We were watching the news the other day and what was it? The guy Dukes of Hazard, the drawbridge. Apparently, some kids sniffing whipped cream. I don't. When the hell do you sniff whipped cream? Uh, how do you sniff whipped cream? I don't know how you sniff whipped cream, but apparently the kids. I, I guess probably the the, the nitrous. Like it's not nitrous. It's just compressed air. But what it, it it's it, they're essentially. It, it's hard to explain because I don't know what the hell that is actually in there. But I think it's just compressed air. But maybe not. Maybe it, not. It, maybe not. But who knows what you the hell know, else? If they're anybody on. knows out there, please let us. Please contact us. <laughs> and my guess is, if if at that stage, if you're sniffing whipped cream, you're probably on something else. You're on something. <laughs> <laughs> Young little cocktail. <laughs> yeah. that That's what cream. he admitted to. <laughs> that whipped cream is what they found in the car. As, of course, you know, who knows what they were actually doing. They could have been eating that stuff. You know, who the hell knows? But but because they found a bottle of whipped cream in the car. It's the only thing they found in the car. My guess is a toxicology report will show something different or a psychological evaluation. There's, psychological. Know. Well, we were talking about stress and people doing crazy <laughs> things, going off the deep end. Guy's coming up, but he made it, though. I mean, successfully flattened out his tires, then crashed, and so he didn't get to go anywhere. But, you know, he was safe. No one got hurt except he got to jump over. And the, the the drawbridge operator says no, he didn't. He just, he just, he just, he just I jumped over the thing like he's a Dukes of Hazard, Dukes of Hazard, or or Blues Brothers or some some that like he's in a movie. The world is going crazy. We're all overly stressed. We're not taking proper care of our mental selves, and it's hard to do these days. It's hard because the stress is omnipresent. But that makes it even more important for you to kind of love yourself. Take the time to whatever it is you do. If you're a religious person, spend a few extra minutes with your, you know, at your church or your synagogue or your. I do it privately. Or your uh, mosque. Yeah, you know, if you're a spiritual person, you do it privately. You have your own conversation with your with God, with God your I spirit, do. you're the universe, whatever it is, Mother Nature, Gaia, whatever is your your path. You know, if you just want to be mindful. And you know, meditate and just I'll contemplate do that. yourself. Do, I do that too. And just kind of most days, and I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference. I can tell days when I don't spend just five minutes. Yeah. Just five minutes. 
And you know the work we need to do on yourself. And some, sometimes you just need to kind of slow your mind down. Sometimes you need to think about, okay, well, how have I been? Am I behaving? Am I acting as my best self? You know, there's a laundry list of things. But, you know, no one has to tell you what you need to work on. And <laughs> everybody knows. You Sometimes it's hard to admit it to yourself. That's the harder part. That's where a good counselor comes in. Helps you admit it to yourself in a kind and compassionate way. That's what a good counselor does. Mm, mm, mm. Helps you admit it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not the person I want to be. It's That's okay. It just means I have work to do. But you're never the person you want to be. Because when you get to the person you want to be, you want to be better than that. Than that. Yeah. That's why they call it a journey. Again, those journeys, you know, only end at the journey's end. And then who knows if that's actually an end or a new beginning. That's your own spiritual place. You know, I'm looking forward to finding out. Well, no, that's a wrong phrase to look. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, I'm interested, but not that interested. <laughs> that's, well, that's the wrong way to phrase it. I'm looking forward to finding out. No, 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 I'm not looking for, not that I'm interested to know if I'm there's an answer or not. I'm interested to know what happens after this. Or not. I or not. I'll know one way or the other, I suppose. Well, I guess you won't know if there's no other answer. It's just... It's too good. Yeah, but if there's an answer, then you, there's an answer. We'll figure out what, find out what it is. I'm not entirely sure you can prepare for something that you have no knowledge of. Other than just to be your best self. As you see it. Go through it. Yes. So, okay. So we are talking, we have on your little board there. Yes. Just kind of stay on topic. 12 questions to ask yourself if you're thinking about divorce. Okay. So that's divorce, but we're going to kind of modify that a little bit to talk about relationships. Ending the relationship. Yeah. Because we want to be. All inclusive here. Well, it's not all inclusive because some of these apply to, you know, friendships as well. They're not the base, the underlying um, sentiment, I suppose, applies to a good friend or that. Or That's true. They do. Maybe even a business type relationship. You know, my boss or do not. So these kind of things, when you're talking about relationships, you know, relationships, we're humans. We have relationships with everything. With our, you know, the proverbial milkman to your boss, to your spouse, to your grandparents, to your children, to your grandchildren, to your community. You know, how many of those are what mm-hmm. important to you and how many of those you can manage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all individual. There's no right answer to that. It's just, you know, those are your relationships and you have to contemplate them. Mm-hmm. If you don't, that's when you end up as a lost human being. Of course, there is an argument. Some of those people who don't pay attention to the world around them are some of the happiest people I know. So, you know, maybe. Just <laughs> 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 <Say> it. <laughs> There's <laughs> Maybe. 
Well, oh, they're happy until they're not. Is is the question? Is the, uh, when they're not happy, then it hits them like a ton of bricks, and so there's the danger of that. Okay. Okay. First question is would be, uh, what is my vantage point? Okay. Are you going in through and undo stress? Stress puts us in a heightened state. Okay, you can have a bad, it says you can have a bad year in a marriage, but you can also have some great ones after that. So are you just going through your vantage point? Are you just going through a rough time? Is it just, a, you're just going, you know, it's just not the best right now. I mean, does that mean you're going to ditch the whole thing? Yeah. You like, know? Well, like we were talking about Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, they went through the rough patch. They managed to get through it together for, you know, yeah. for love or for because they had a bigger purpose. And that's usually why you do it. You have a bigger purpose. And so you, and their family, they wanted to get through it for their family. And for, you know, love helps you manage that. But, but you know, that's kind of the part where you want to go. Right? Or did I forget what question we were being asked? <laughs> I may have brain farted. Half what is my vantage point? Are you there in the article? It says, you know, are you just are you just going through a rough patch? Basically, are you just going through a rough patch? Well, yeah, because you can have medical issues that that are temporary. Like someone's blown up a knee, and so they're grumpy for six months, or. Or someone has uh, dental issues and they're ongoing, and so they're so they cannot be pleasant, or they have trouble eating, so you're grumpy. And you know, there's all kinds of human things that can make a extended period of time, you know, not as fulfilling as, as normal times or as good times, but. The flip side of that is how do you know what a good time is if you don't have some troubled waters? Right. Do you really appreciate the the average day-to-day, -day, you know, the daily grind, so to speak? It can be very comforting. <laughs> a yeah, daily grind can be very, very com comforting. I find a daily <laughs> grind very comforting. I like my routine. Well, it's not even just the routine, but if you've gone through a lot of and trouble in your life and you've had a lot of drama or yes. a lot of stresses, the daily grind can be nice and relaxing. <laughs> you know what to expect. There's no, it's comforting. And I think it's probably the best word while it's a daily grind and you know, not all days are, are fun in the grand scheme of things. It's better than those crappy days we had three months ago or three years ago or six years ago or that. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it was or that year when, you know, you're people trying to find a medication change, and so no one's happy that year. And it's just, it's just one of those years. And if your if your thing is, well, we've got twenty years, and we got one bad one, so be it. It's not such a big deal. If we're looking at twenty five, thirty year relationship, what do you care about one? One year's not such a big deal. And like you said, it it it, um, it makes you appreciate. Yeah the quote-unquote daily grind. The daily grind. And then when you have genuinely spectacular or something that's genuinely 
uh, above and beyond or spectacular or great that happens yeah and you you're really appreciative because you know you may not have had that you could have thrown all that away because of whatever but we didn't or people didn't we kept going through and it's the same thing when you talk about friendships and and jobs you know sometimes jobs go through difficult periods of time but you stick it out and and you get through it and you're all better or friendships they work the same way you know sometimes your friends going through crap going through a divorce and you're just going to have to sit there and you're just going to have to listen to them for a while or maybe they're having mental issues and you're going to have to step up for them because that's what they need you for that's what friends are for now if you're the one always giving and you never get you're not your tank isn't getting filled back up somehow you know, whatever it is, then that becomes the issue. But there's mm-hmm. so that's where it's, you know, are you getting fulfilled? And are you still somehow getting fulfilled? Because even in those dark days and those bad years, you're still getting fulfilled because you're helping the person you love and yes, and they're trying. And as, as, as most of the time, as long as that person is giving a genuine effort to be the best they can. And it's just they can't be very good right now because they're in pain or emotional distress or whatever of the million things that happen with humans. But as long as they're honestly trying, then most people can put up with that. Yes. Yeah. And because, you know, there's an end. There's some people who put up with uh, some glorious things. So we got a couple minutes for halftime for our break. So I'm going to talk before we do that. Go to start to the next one. Okay. We'll talk about the, uh, we'll end this one on a bit of love. Talking about story about that man. I was reading a, a story about a man. He had lost 317 pounds. Yes. He had lost 317 pounds because his girlfriend said yes. To? To his marriage proposal. Huh? And he said he couldn't, he could not saddle her with the, the responsibility that his weight was going to bring. He says he knows in the long term it was going to have health complications and, and she she didn't deserve that. And so out of pure love, he completely changed his life. Just, he wasn't going to do that to her. He, he, he didn't want to do that. He wasn't going to put her through that. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is... Uh, he, he couldn't watch that. He couldn't yeah. do it. He couldn't do he it to her. He couldn't do it to he, her. He couldn't do that to somebody he loved. He thought about it. She said yes. And that sign of unconditional love triggered in him that said, I can now love myself because that's ultimately he did it for her, but it's, he has to, you have to love you yourself. You have to love yourself to do something to lose 300 and some pounds. But if she, and I look, she was, she's not a big woman. She's a skinny woman. She's air force. She works in the air. She's an air force medic or something. She's not a large woman. She's an attractive woman. She could have had her pick. And, and he said himself, he didn't look human anymore. And yet she still chose him because he's so beautiful on the inside. She saw what was beautiful about him and her willingness to say, yes, let him bring it out. And it was a journey. He had to have, like a couple surgeries to remove excess skin. And... Not heavens. But, you know, things of love. Things, Th- are... things we do for love. Yeah. And you got to applaud her, her willingness to, that's a pure human being right there, to look past someone's 500 pounds 
and see the beauty inside. Someone who he himself says, I no longer looked human. And But yet, she, that's she, not what she saw. That's not what she saw. That's not what she saw. She saw the person underneath. And she didn't know that he was going to completely change her life. She didn't ask for that. She didn't say, okay, but if you lose weight. She said, yes. She wanted to be with him. Yeah. So, you know, just point that out, that love can conquer lots of things, even yourself. And that's going to take us into our break. Talk about some other stuff we love, and we will be back. All right, now we are back. I'm Jazz Last Lovey. We are talking about ending a relationship with grace and all other things kind of associated with that. And so what's we got? Uh, the second question, are my emotional needs being met by someone else? Casual emotional infidelity creeps into many relationships. It's a potent. It's important to really ask yourself if you're leaning on a coworker, friend, or some other person in your life for emotional connection. Well, okay, yeah. No, you know, I think when you we talked about this before, uh, you are going to have some emotional connections through work sometimes. Yeah. Well, not even through work. If you're a volunteer, if you go to church, or anytime you spend politics, anytime you spend a lot of time with the same group of people, and you kind of go through events, if you spend, you know, two weeks at a trade show with you know your fellow salesmen, you're gonna build some kind of an emotional connection with it. Even men will build a, as a friendship. You'll build an emotional friendship but i think what they're talking about is are you replacing your emotional connection that you should have with your with the person with your spouse or your best friend or and your or what or you know we're talking this one doesn't actually apply to work but are you replacing what should be an emotional connection with your spouse and and using it somebody else for that yeah it's not are you having some other emotional connections which are fine because we're humans it's it's are you using somebody else for the emotional connection you should have at home now there is some caveats to this if someone is going through say a cancer treatments and you're kind of ex, ex uh, expending a lot of your emotion anyway you may need some kind of emotional connection outside outside just to kind of help fill you back up so you can get back there and take care of that or some to deal with that. But those are short term. Those aren't long term things. And it can be dangerous if you're not careful, but usually they're perfectly fine because everybody knows what they're going through. But that's how Will and Jada's little thing happened. That young man had been going through some problems and some medical problem and she helped they helped him through it and got they became emotionally connected and became an, in, an entanglement <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a nice euphemism right there it's an entanglement an entanglement <laughs> <laughs> 
if you know, it depends on your relationship. You know, I'm not going to judge anybody who has. What about there's? What about you know online stuff? I chat a lot, but it's pretty much superficial. <laughs> well, yeah, it's you know, it, it's not. There's no emotional connection. You're not replacing an emotional connection. No, my it, family comes first. It's. It, you may have an emotional connection with one or two first people, but it's not replacing something that should be focused somewhere else. It's just that person's emotional connection. It's not taking from something else. And this just is, if it's even is an emotional connection, but there's perfectly fine to have an emotional connection with, you know, with friends online. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh-huh. Just like there's nothing wrong with having an emotional connection to your bowling team. You go through a bowling team together. You go through a season. You why wouldn't you have an emotion? Develop an emotional connection. It's but that emotional connection doesn't replace. Doesn't replace. Doesn't replace anything. No, it doesn't replace anything. And anything it builds character for your personality, your life, and it builds character to the emotional connection you do have at home because it gives you something interesting or fun to talk about or, or to ignore, or to To ignore. Yeah. Well, it's. Hey, I get two hours a week where I get to sit there in the house and have absolute quiet. You know, Bob's off bowling. I get to have absolute quiet and I can watch Jeopardy in peace. And, you know, that might be great. You don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I'm just trying to make stuff up here that's. Well, that's because we like game shows. No, you like game shows. What? You don't like game shows? No, the funny little bits of game shows are fine, not when you watch them six times. Well, we're going to have to go into that another time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. But we watch. Come on, Naked Grandma is funny. Isn't well, yeah, Naked Grandma. You can always watch the guy who says Naked Grandma, you know, but I don't want to watch him every day. Well, we're not watching them every day. I don't want to, you know. But yeah, it's the same ones. There's only so many funny ones, and then or you want to watch the whole thing and the whole episode. I don't want to watch the whole episode of Family Feud. You don't? No. Well, why didn't you say something? Because well, most of the time we watch the cute, the little fun, short things in there. We're only in there for twenty minutes or whatever, and it's not. Well, I was just mixing it up. I don't know. I didn't know we were actually really watching. I thought we were watching for the funny bits. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but can we switch to to I don't know Richard Dawson's funny bits? Go back to some other ones. We do the same the same like Steve Harvey ones over and over and over. Again. You know me and liking routine. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is fine, except in game show repeats. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, folks, you got to get you got to witness a little working through of an issue. There, that's how we do it. Just say it. That's how we do it right there. <laughs> okay. Number three. Do I feel empowered in this relationship? Are you surrendering your own needs in order to please your spouse? Now, here's a good one. Do you feel afraid to tell them no because of their reactions or yours? Ah, oh, the walking on eggshells. You should not have to walk on eggshells in your relationship. Not like someone's having a bad day and a bad mood and you're just going to leave them alone. That's not the same thing. I'm talking where you walk on eggshells. 
what's going to happen when I go home? What's, you know, is it a good mood or a bad mood day? You shouldn't have to live like that. And so now maybe you want to help them through it. Maybe you want to figure out, okay, what's going on. Maybe they're having coming up on an emotional crisis. Their mind is making them deal with childhood trauma or something. And it's, and it's a sign that you need, they need help, not a sign that it's time to abandon them. But if it's part of their character, then well, you probably made a bad choice. <laughs> and, and it's time to move. And that actually goes on beyond. That one is universal, whether it's a job relationship or at work. Or Walking personal. around in it, personal. Yeah, yeah this yeah, one applies to anything. anything. Yeah, you, walk, should, if you're, you should not have to walk around on eggshells. On eggshells. No, been there, done that, never again. Yeah, there's no... I did that for years in my first marriage. It was awful. It, it'll it'll literally kill you. The stress will literally kill you. Slow death. Stress is the number one cause of death. Long-term stress is the number one cause of death. It causes all kinds of heart issues. and Yeah, all kinds of issues. Physical, yeah. yes. Yeah. Which is why people like me who've had anxiety disorders for a long time have to really be careful as we get older to be mindful because... I hadn't thought of that. Well, yeah, because well, I've lived, what, the first half of my life till what, 35? You know, essentially in fight-or-flight mode all the time. And that's not healthy. There's, there's reasons you wake up days... You know, with I'm trying to find a pleasant acid way to, reflux or <laughs> yeah, yeah, upset tummy. Yeah, the, you know your your stomach rejecting nothing. There, there's days you you because it's not entirely always nothing, but you know there's days on bad days. You wake well, up I don't do, wake up sick. Not anymore. No, but I used to all the time. Hey, my stomach at stomach lining doing that. But because I don't like taking pills, I decided to to get my mentally healthy, and that kind of sent my whole. It all happened. A whole bunch of stuff happened at the same time, and you know, puking up blood every morning is not a fun experience, and so you decide to change it, and so you decide to change your life after that. But my life was changing, it, regardless of whether I wanted to or not at that point. And so it was which way, which path am I going to take? Am I going to let myself completely degenerate, or am I going to? build myself up into something that's different. You know, those are the days where I couldn't leave the house where, you know, going to the store for food was a traumatic experience. So, you know, it's a long time ago. It's a long time ago now, 15, 20 years ago at this point. Yes. Yes. So, but it's that long of, it can be that long of a journey if it goes 35 years before you start your way out. So, You can pick a you can pick a very deep hole in thirty five years. You can just, dig a deep <laughs> hole. <laughs> you don't have to be digging fast. You can pick a fairly deep hole after thirty five years. <laughs> so what else we got? I said, do we understand each other's core core values? This runs deeper than sharing the same moral compass. It means knowing that what your spouse values most and honoring that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just well then the core values too. I mean, you you we're both about being honest yes. and open. Honest and open, and you try to work your way through problems. And then if you happen, and then you deal with something, if you have, if you get into a problem, you can't work through. Now you have something I don't have, and that's this sense of of service to your community. And I honor that. I try and participate as much as I can. I join you when in in, in uh, you know. Well, let's not be overly. It's overly thing. I do what my community asked me to do, and not very much more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stand corrected. <laughs> now they happen to ask me to do a lot, and so I can end up doing a lot. But I'm not an activist by any stretch. Matter. I don't. I didn't seek being a politician. I didn't seek being a vice chair. I was only going to do it if I needed. To, if no one else was there for Sacramento County yes. Libertarian Party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask to be host of the TV show. I, I was just joining to help push buttons in the Daily control room. Express, or what was that? Libertarian Counterpoint. Yeah, the Counterpoint, the public access. Public I, access, right? Public access TV show. So it's not like I get paid or anything. It's all public service. But, and you know, when we started a podcast, public service, a public access type podcast thing. But all these things we've been asked to do, and I'm happy to do them because, you know, I love my community. I love my town and my in my, I call it my libertarian family because that's what we're developing. That's kind of the, we're trying to change the way we do politics. And I apologize for going into politics, but we won't go any farther. But the the point was is, is there's something bigger. There's always something more. You're striving to change to become a better human being. And so if the person isn't the other person isn't or their version of a of a better human being is vastly different than yours then you have to make these choices right we go back again to the earlier conversation about cardi b and the difference between cardi b and offset and tim mcgraw and faith hill is that clearly faith hill and tim mcgraw had some core values that they shared there was something core that they were sharing Yes. We had a, a common goal, a shared goal, a shared vision, a shared morality, whatever it is. And those other two didn't. What they wanted was different. They wanted something different out of life. Yes. And so, you know, you have to make those hard decisions. The earlier you can find that out, the better off you're all going to be. And so, you know, the biggest warning sign, so to speak, is someone willing to do the work early on. They're willing to put in the tough conversations, the difficult conversations. If you can work through difficult conversations within the first six months of your relationship, you've got a good start. Yes. Because that's because you're building, you're building habits. You're building relationship habits, and bad relationship habits are very hard to change. <laughs> so the earlier on you can build the good habits of working through difficult relationships and having and making sure your shared goals, your at least generically, your generic shared morals. You're never going to have exactly shared morals, but 
you know, at least generically shared morals. You want the world to be a better place. Well, yes. You know, you want to raise a family versus I want to be single and, or what we want to just, we want to be a couple. I want to focus on my career. We want to focus on our career or travel and we don't want to be tailored down with the family. Those, that's, those are, you know, two starkly different views on paths to the world. Neither one is right or wrong. It's just, those are starkly different paths to the world. And so if one person wants one thing and the other person wants another at the deepest of their soul, you're not going to have a successful relationship. You're just not. And so that type of shared value is a must. At least, you know, I want a successful family. I want, want to focus on career. Or I want a job. I want to be a housewife. Great. You can go off to focus on being a successful business person. I'm going to be the, the house husband or housewife. And everybody's happy. Okay. Yeah. So whatever the whatever makes you happy, you just have to have that shared vision, the shared interest, the shared desire. I agree. And the next question leads us it says, is my spouse trying to change what I value? If someone doesn't value you know, in keeping with the theme of core values, it's important that your spouse respect your value and doesn't try and reshape it to shoot their own needs or values. No, your own needs and values will evolve over time. You don't, shouldn't, you don't engineer your spouse. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> don't engineer your friend. Don't engineer your spouse. Don't engineer, stop engineering your relationships. Let them develop. If they develop in, in some place you don't want to be, then you end them. But then, you're trying to engineer it, you're going to end up someplace it doesn't want to be. It's going to end up all sideways and twisted, and people are going to feel manipulated eventually. And it just didn't, that's we were just talking about bad relationship habits. Yeah, that's a yeah, bad, that's a bad relationship <laughs> habit. <laughs> trying to manipulate your partner into doing into doing what you want is a bad is a bad relationship habit. I would, you know, it's probably a good thing to avoid. <laughs> The next question is, am I always compromising? Now, I don't think this is fair because you, you, um, relationships are about compromise. And it does state that compromise is a key part of any relationship, but it has to be a two-way street and both parties have to be okay with the resolution. Well, sometimes I'm not okay with the resolution, but I'm willing to accept it because that's what you can do. Well, and we get well. And I, Sometimes I, you know, my wants. I want you to do more than you can do. I, ha I have unrealistic expectations, and I have to reshape that in my in my relating with you. Well, but I do the same thing, but I just I do it differently. It's I go. Sometimes you care more than me about something, and so okay, I'll just all right, fine. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, she just cares more about me. Can we just make a little thing? <laughs> so I'm, you know, so it's less annoying. <laughs> so slightly less annoying. <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of the thing I'll do. I won't, I won't phrase it that way, but it's, you know, can we make a little change so it's slightly less annoying for me? Or like right. watching video game shows, <laughs> funny moments instead of not the same old full length shows all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or can we change to different 
different funny moments. I'm just, but yeah, but and also, I you cared more than I didn't care that much. So I, why was I going to say anything? Right. Gave us, you know, sitting here having a chat gave us a chance to talk about it. But I wasn't going to, you know, I didn't. In the grand scheme of things, do I really care? Well, no, not really. <laughs> do you know how much Top Gear I've watched? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I to be on the plus side, I haven't had to watch Crying Nightly for a while, so you know I've been. You've been spared. I've been spared. You, you are referring to Miss Kira Knightley. Thank you. I used to have Crying Nightly because that's what happened. Nightly, she was crying nightly on my TV. Yes, I used to play <laughs> her movies at night. And we <laughs> every time I walked in there, she was crying on my TV. <laughs> she, oh, she was she was either crying or she just got done crying or she was just about to cry. It was like, is there anything other else in this movie other than people about to cry, <laughs> crying, or just got done crying? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what? Knock yourself out. You know, I watch Red, Green, and Top Gear. I can't complain about nobody's choice in entertainment. So, <laughs> well, I try to mix it up. I try to mix it up. I'm just saying. It's like I called her Crying Nightly because I couldn't quite remember her name, but I knew it was something like that. And so it became <laughs> Crying Nightly. <laughs> okay, now this is a sticky one. This is something I've given some thought to lately is my spouse growing with me but i was thinking i did a check-in mm -hmm. am i growing with you you know am i doing am i doing are we, and and i don't know why i know it was silly we do this show we spend time together all the time every day but i mean it's it's a question i think that i need to ask myself every now and then along with several others you know it's that part of looking in the mirror well you should ask yourself and are we growing apart because you're always growing you're always changing if you're as a person well if you're not then you've got other problems you should always be evolving as a person you should always becoming a better person for yourself and so if you're doing that you should always check to make sure that you've not got lost of the bigger picture because sometimes your effort to become the better self, you know, that star may be over there and the star, you know, maybe on your, you know, forward to you, but to the left. And the star about, you know, your better family might be in front of you, but to the right. And so you start focusing on the ones on the star to the left, you might get too far off the actual path you really want to be on. You become unbalanced to yourself because you're becoming in a strange sense you love yourself too much you're forgetting to love everything else that you love so it's but which is why you come in and you check in and you ask okay am i are we growing together are we growing apart am i doing my part am i growing am i doing my part that was my question am i doing my work am i still growing individually individually as well as together because you don't want to lose yourself either right right you still want to make sure, am I achieving my own desires to grow as a human being while we're growing together and while we're doing, you know, the trying to turn these kind of things into something that can pay bills? You know, that's a difficult transition. Yeah. 
All right, we got like six minutes. So what do we got? Well, um, yeah, uh, this one is that oh, num- number eight. You know, would my life be better without my spouse or in any relationship? You would ask yourself, you know, is my is my life would my life be better without this person? Are you just looking over across the fence and saying, "Hey, that grass looks greener than my grass," and just kind of, well, I'm going to go over there instead and forget what you actually have. No, we're not talking about it. Is the grass greener situation, but that could be happening. That is something to watch for. Well, then I'm not. Maybe I didn't understand. Would my life be better without my spouse? Yeah. Okay. Look at your life the way it is now, and then envision that life without your spouse or whatever relationship you're talking about. Depending on which app option look more attractive, there's your answer. Well, yeah, but that could I wouldn't very... say this is a conclusive question. I think no. there's other factors that have to be involved. Well, because, yeah, if you're having a difficult year and you look over across and you say, well, that grass looks better over there because it doesn't have this guy sitting in sitting it who's, <laughs> who's being an anchor. Really? You know, but, of course, what you don't know is, okay, do you take the time to think, okay, in a couple months, this is all going to get passed and we're going to be able to get get through this. Or is it a long-term trend of a character, of your personality character? That's the hard part in these long-term relationships is understanding, is this a short-term year thing that's going to kind of move on past a year? Or is this a long-term character issue or that, you that know, we, I ignored? That we ignored or that we've grown past or that I no longer accept or, you know, maybe I was willing to accept the compromises previously but now i've grown as a person and i can no longer accept it and they're not willing to grow with me that's that's always the another issue did we get a question no it's just messenger oh your cell phone yeah this is the for messenger um even though but i see i see what you mean by is the grass Greener. Yeah, if you're in a down thing. spot, if you're in a down trend in your relationship, it's very easy to turn and look and say, "Well, the grass looks green over there," you know. And my, I've got this big brown spot in my lawn. I'm just gonna go and go to the where the grass is green, but it may not help. You know, you if maybe the problem is you, <laughs> and so you're just gonna go take your green grass with you. Or maybe you're going to be more miserable because in three months you're going to realize that, you know, it was just a temporary thing. I was just, I was going through a bout of depression. And so I was, my perspective on the world was wrong and I made a mistake and now I can't go back from it. That's the danger because how are you going to repair that? So you've got to be careful. You've got to understand yourself as well. You know, am I dealing with depression? Am I dealing with stress at work and I'm blaming my spouse for it or blaming my partner for it? You know, it's not necessarily always them. Sometimes the problem is the person in the mirror and it, or your interpretations of what's going on. You, you can have your own 
your own problems. You can carry your past history into your current relationships and they can color what's happening. And if you haven't had clear discussions or you don't have counseling help for yourself to make sure you're not viewing your perspective on it isn't out of bounds, so to speak. I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> I couldn't think of a kind word. I could think I thought of lots out of, of words. Out of bounds. I thought, I, like of lots, that's a good I thought of lots of words that weren't quite so kind. Skewed. Skewed is a kind of good ones, but but your perspective isn't quite right. It's not quite you know, it's it's off-centered a little bit. You cut your perspective because of past traumas that you haven't dealt with. You know, it's not really a reflection of the person. It's a reflection of how you are interpreting what the person is doing. And you may need to have a conversation with them. Can you change the way you're doing this? Because it's not you. I perceive it that way. And me changing the way I perceive that is going to take a couple years. And so while I'm working on that, can you help? Because sometimes these changes can take a couple of years. And so you may need to come to your spouse and you say, hey, while I'm working through this, can you help and try to alter this a little bit so it helps me? And the very fact that they're willing to help, you know, maybe they're not always successful at it, but if they're willing to help, they're willing, willing to, to try, of course. I always want to help. <laughs> and then, you know, that's kind of that unconditional love thing. And what un we talked back about before, unconditional love, a sign of unconditional love. So yeah, of course I'm willing to help you. Well, I thought it would be a big deal. Well, maybe it would have, but you need help. And so because you need help, it's not a big deal. You know, your mental health, your physical health is more important than me, you know, breaking a habit that's just because I've been doing it for 50 years, you know, or something. You know, I've, I've just been doing it that way since I was a kid, you know, so that's why I like to do it. But if it generally hurts you why would i want to continue you know i'll try but you know i'm mad you're asking me to break a long-term habit and it's yeah, not yeah. going to be easy yeah give me some patient needle patience here but i'm gonna try you know right. let's work together right. here and give ourselves a little slack and what often happens is that willingness to give a little slack helps both people move past whatever the issues they're having because in your relationships that's you know we talk about empathy and sympathy are not the same thing Empathy is feeling for somebody, but not necessarily having to kind of feel feel it. You can, you know, I understand. You can kind of, I can see where you're coming from. Yes. That's kind of empathy. Sympathy is I feel your pain. Yes. And so in a relationship, you really need to be sympathetic because you love that person. You want that person to be part of you. And if you want them to forgive you, you've got to forgive them and yourself and you've got to that requires that unconditional love thing but don't wear blinders take off the rose colored glasses look at you your relationship and your spouse with clear eyes on a regular basis and that is how you preserve love and we're gonna and we didn't do any Telling people how to get a hold of us. We didn't do it at all. No. Nope. Oh my god. Okay. Go to latenightlove.us. You can catch us on. You can catch all of our uh, podcast episodes on there. You can catch us at Facebook slash the late night love. You can send us an email at love 
at late night love us or you can hit me up on twitter at jazzrack and i'm jazz that's lubby we are out of here and good night please, good night and please remember to love everybody <laughs>